Well, hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. My name is Jim Cockrum. I'm the host. For now, I'm getting ready to bring on a couple guests. And these are a couple folks that many people in our community have told us they absolutely love. I'm talking about Brian and Robin Joy Olson. They're two of the coaching directors on our coaching team. If you didn't know, we got about 60 e-commerce coaches on our team. And they are all qualified to be coaches because they've built beautifully successful businesses based on the concepts we teach in the proven Amazon course, flagship course of this podcast in our community. So they've built beautiful businesses and they have teacher's hearts. So if you haven't met these guys before, their teacher's heart is going to come through loud and clear. If you're a fan of the show, you've been listening for a while, you've heard them, of course, you've come to love them and, and respect their insights into the reality of growing a beautiful business using the strategies as taught in, again, the proven Amazon course. So they started off as students. They grew a business. Brian by himself started it. Robin got kind of interested and she joined him. And now this is their full-time gig. They're running their successful business on Amazon using the replens model and several other models that they've learned through our courses and training. And they've risen in the ranks to become coaching directors. And we're going to spend time today discussing those distractions that most frequently throw otherwise would-be successful students off track. So just if you would imagine like you're, uh, you're on a highway and you got those guardrails on either side, like these are some guardrail warnings, like don't get distracted by what's on the other side of the railing, keep going, stay on the path. On your left and on your right, there's going to be things that could easily take you off the edge of the road, danger zone, car crash, don't go there, don't be distracted. There's some good things. There's some good things. Uh, Brian actually makes the observation later in the episode, like pretty much everything we talked about today, these are all good things at the right point in time. But you're not quite there yet. You're not quite ready for it yet. For some reason, as I'm sharing that example, I'm reminded of, uh, I think it was an old Corey Tin Boom story that she used to tell, if you know who that is, uh, where at one point she was asking her, as a little girl, she was asking her grandpa a question about some pretty advanced, uh, let's just call it uh, adult topics. And she's like, dad, her grandpa, what does this mean? And it was some very, you know, like you shouldn't be hearing about that stuff to your much older kind of thing. And he said, well, before I answer your question, I want you to, if you, if you don't mind, pick up my suitcase over there and bring it to me. And she goes to pick it up and it's just, it's too heavy. It's just, it's loaded and she can't even budge the thing. She's like, grandpa, I can't pick it up. And he says, well, when you're able to pick that up, you'll be ready to hear more about the topic you just asked me about, but you're not quite there yet. So let's focus on those things you should be concerned about. And today's episode is kind of like that. A lot of these are things that, yeah, they're good things, but as a new seller, and we define what new sellers are today in the show, but just to give you a little insight, to us, someone who's never had significant success in e-commerce or on Amazon, you haven't had a $10,000 sales month yet. You don't have maybe a hundred different products, different ASINs that you've tested against and sold against, you're still a new seller. So a lot of these things we see distract new sellers off the course and they jump in over their heads, trying to lift objects too heavy for, the, for where they're at in their journey. And we just want to warn you, hey, you know, avoid these things. These are things that could distract you and throw you off course. We really want to get you to the point with taking very small risks, spending only a little bit of capital at a time to where you've got a hundred items that you're selling on Amazon, a hundred ASINs that you're selling against. You're selling about $10,000 or more per month in sales. Now you can start to get into some of the other 
advanced models, some of the more advanced tools, building your system out, scaling. We got to get you through that period of intense focused effort first. So to be super clear, today's list that we're going to talk about, you may see it in the show notes as well, are some of those things that could distract you as you're trying to get through that period of intense focused effort. Some people, it takes them a few weeks to get through that period, and they're actually off to the races very quickly. They focus in well, they learn fast, they have the time, effort, and energy to put into it. They're positioned well, they have the margin in their life to tackle these things, and they, they just take off. Other people... It can take three, six, nine months to get through this period of intense focused effort. It could take even longer than that in some cases. You know, we got single moms with young kids and homeschooling and a couple jobs and those kinds of things. Just, you know, life and distractions and responsibilities have kept them from truly tackling this. But once you get in and truly tackle the steps and get through that period of intense focused effort, well, now you've got some options. Until then, stay focused. That's kind of the key theme for today. So enjoy this episode. One little announcement that I will remind you of throughout the episode because we are so close to our annual conference. This is the 11th time that our community has gathered. We're getting together this year in Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th. We have well over 500 people registered with a whole bunch more expected to come as well. It's going to be a tremendous event where you're going to have 40 breakout sessions with the coaches and most successful students from our team, our community, presenting on the concepts, a bunch of new concepts you've never heard before, as well as rebuilding all those foundational concepts and, and reconfirming all those things that we know work, hearing from the people who are doing this business. So get into a, a big group of folks for three days who are doing the businesses successfully that we talk about all the time on this show. That's The Proven Conference. The website is three words, theprovenconference.com, theprovenconference.com. If you need a scholarship, to help justify the expense of this and taking that time away and getting to the event. We do still have some scholarships available. Just put slash scholarship on the end of the website, theprovenconference.com slash scholarship. Fill out the form. Someone will get back with you very quickly. Our generous sponsors have made it possible for us to invite a whole bunch of people this year that don't have to pay to get in. And we won't be calling you out or embarrassing you in any way. We just want you there. We're so excited about the stuff we have to teach. We want people who are serious about their business. They want to build something. They want to use e-commerce to build the business of their dreams. We want you there in a room full of other people who are doing it so you can experience this. There's so much opportunity here and we want to share that with you. So come be part of our event, our 11th annual Proven Conference. Well, let's jump in and have a conversation with Brian and Robin Joy. We're going to jump right into the list now of the distractions that could be keeping you from building a beautiful Amazon business. The things that we hear the most from our students and coaching students that throw them off the course. Let's get into it. All right, guys. So let's get into this list. What do you say? Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Great. Robin, ladies first. <laughs> okay, let's start. I'm going to start with the day job. Often, um, I work with people in the Kickstarter bootcamp and people who have not sent in their first shipment yet. And those are people who usually have a day job, a job that's already, you know, giving them um, an income, which they can't just quit because they decided they're going to do this at, at some time. So sometimes it gets distracting when those day job issues come up and you have to find the time to continue to build your business. So I find that that's a, a tough distraction sometimes that has to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys hit it recently on an episode you did, Robin, where you guys talk about consistency. Mm -hmm. And if it's something we're like, oh, only once every couple of weeks, I have a couple hours. 
You know, can mm -hmm. I do this? Yeah, the day job. I kind of put that, you know, the kids and everything. It's like the, the routine that you are living is there room in your life mm -hmm. for that period of intense focused effort that we talk about, right? Is that kind of what you're, when you say day job, that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you describe it a lot of times as margin in your life. Yeah, for, I love that term. New in there. Yeah, I like it too. Mm -hmm. You know, so what, that what, reminds me of a of a, a recent, fairly recent coaching uh, session that I had, where I got on the phone with this person, and he was sick as a dog, like just. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't really talk," you know. And I was like, uh, "Oh my gosh, did you go to work today?" He's like, "No." I was like, "But you're still doing your Amazon business?" And he said, "Yes." And to me, that was like, "Okay, I know," and that's the way I felt when I was doing it too, right? I know that. This is the highest priority for me. Even if I'm calling in sick to work, I'm not calling in sick to Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. And you you do have to, I think the first place I ever heard that term, Robin, that it, period of intense focused effort that I like so much is, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have to make yourself a little uncomfortable to launch anything significant. And I think it was Brian Tracy that I first heard it. I'm like, oh, I really like that phrase, period of intense focused effort. This needs to become out of balance almost. <laughs> semi-obsessed. I even encourage people like, you know, I did the same thing when I, I've only run one marathon. I'm not one of those guys that talks about a marathon a week. I'm not that guy. I did run one marathon. But one of the things I learned about that is you have to kind of warn your family and friends even. Like, I'm going to be a little weird for a while. I'm sorry. This is weird. I know you don't get it. Intense focused effort, making yourself uncomfortable, throwing off the routines of even people around you. Your, your, your day job is just one of those things that can, your routine it's mm -hmm. it's going to take a little bit of a hit. You're going to have to work a little harder to be available emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically for those things because there's an uncomfortable period, but it doesn't last. Exactly. You'll find yourself in a routine eventually. And we we were all there. I remember going through it with you guys. We've gone through it with so many of our now successful students. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you've got to make sure you have the margin. That's kind of, you know, when I see here when I see day job on the list here, um, mm -hmm. you have the margin. If you're working three jobs and you got five kids and you're a single mom and you're fighting some health issues, now's not the time to launch a business. Right. <laughs> Find some stability, right? First. Right. Right. Well, all right. That's a good one. Uh, it, Brian, you want to grab one off the list, man? What do you got? So, uh, yeah, I'll grab the next one. Ungating frustrations. This is, mm. this is a good one that I, I remember you know, vividly for us. And we still see it with our clients today. It seems like, oh, if I could just get ungated in category X, I would be rich. And it's easy to get distracted by the things by that. And the reality is there's still so much opportunity in the things that even as a brand new seller in the categories and brands that that Amazon says, yes, you know, you're good to go. You just do that for a few months. And basically, the walls come down for just about everything else. And like I, I, I say to our coaching clients a lot, there will be very few brands and or categories that you won't eventually sell on Amazon as long as you stick with it. The biggest thing that un unlocks opportunity for you is your consistency um, of shipping in products to FBA, selling them without customer complaints. That's pretty much it. And like Robin, we, we didn't even look for a long time. We just focused on the things we could sell. And it was probably like six, seven, eight months in when all of a sudden we're like, Holy cow, we're ungated for all the stuff that we never even looked at, right? We never even paid attention to for a long time. I remember looking at like, oh, if I could just get ungated in topicals or in beauty or in Starbucks. And, <laughs> and you know, lo and behold, 
without even knowing it, we were ungated for Starbucks for like four months. Didn't even didn't even know it. Now it doesn't mean that there was a ton of opportunity there, but um, it is nice to be able to exploit it when the time comes. But if you you can if you find yourself, I think we find uh, I see that a lot of folks can just waste a lot of time and energy in that space, and it's just not necessary. Yeah, I, and you'll even see people. We had a podcast guest here not recent, not too long ago, recently that paid sixteen hundred dollars to get ungated in topicals, uh-huh. and has never sold a topical. He's been at this three years now. He's like, I don't know what I was thinking. It's one of these invisible mountains that new mm-hmm. sellers run into and get mm-hmm. frustrated by. And like, trust us, please, just sell thirty or forty of anything. Yeah, that mountain right. just finishes suddenly. Great. Right. And, uh, you know, so let's, let's brainstorm through, I seems like I always forget one of the categories that new sellers are eligible to sell in, but it's, it's pets, not pet food, but any pet supplies, right? Mm-hmm. Supporting goods, mm-hmm. art supplies. That's mm-hmm. the one I always forget. Arts and crafts. Yep. Old goods. The vast majority of brands in those categories are wide open to you as a new seller. And after you've sold 30 or 40 items, the other gates mm-hmm. are... Did I leave anything off the list there that I think... Office products, did you see that one? Office supplies, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I forget that one all the time too. That one's wide open as yeah. well. I was thinking, I was thinking home and kitchen. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. yeah. Home and kitchen's open too. There may be like house good, household goods, right? Yeah, household household goods, both. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the list, man. And, and that's millions and millions of ASINs that you can begin yeah. researching and selling against. It is. And what I like to remind folks is that when you're going through that sourcing uh, you know, when you're in the intense focus effort and you're just sourcing, you know, hours upon hours, because that's what you kind of have to do to, to get this thing jump started. You'll find things that you're not approved for that are profitable. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean don't write it down. Absolutely write it down because eventually you will most likely be approved to sell that. And so you can potentially add it to your list at that point in time. Yeah. It's so many of the points of frustration that you experience as a new seller is just a mm-hmm. temporary delay on an otherwise significant opportunity. Yeah. Because what came to mind is, as you were saying that is even like, oh, my ASINs tanked. I bought mm-hmm. it and it just tanked. Well, when I hear tanked, mm-hmm. what my brain hears is a hot seller two months from now. That's yeah. not negative. <laughs> Everybody's in there beating each other up, losing money, uh-huh. boosting the rank on that ASIN. It's on mm-hmm. page one because mm-hmm. people are selling so much of it. There's 80 sellers selling it at a loss right now. It's like, all right, guys, have fun. Beat each other up. I'll wait. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. soon as you're done beating each other up and there's only five sellers again, two months from now, the ASIN is still ranked beautifully. That's when I come in with my inventory. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I just keep my price high and wait or I keep it in my warehouse and wait. But tanking ASINs are opportunities every time, two months from now, three months from now. Right? So it's just, it's a temporary delay on the opportunity is all it is. Like those ASINs you find and you're gated. Yeah, you'll be ungated eventually. Be patient. I love so- it. I think that a lot of times new sellers think, and this is goes a little bit contradictory to what Robin and I talk about a lot, which is, you know, can't go around it, can't go under it, can't go over, got to go through it, right? And so a lot of new, of, of new uh, folks in this business think, well, here's this mountain right in front of me. I must need to conquer this. And, and ungating is that thing, right? Well, yes. I must need to take care of this. And really, ungating is one thing you don't need to go through. You can't absolutely go around that because there's so much opportunity on the other side of that. Well, I, I think that's why we, we're pushing test more items more and more and more. Even if you don't end up making money or it's not good enough to make your replans list, 
you are showing Amazon sales and that's important for them to start lifting those restrictions. Yeah. So they'll start no like and trusting you, right? Mm-hmm. And and those gates will fall. It's mm-hmm. it reminds me, you know, my my parents have a history of working in uh you know recovery ministries and helping people mm-hmm. with addictions and things. And one of my dad's favorite sayings was that I've clinged on to, you know, miss him terribly. But one of those bits of wisdom he taught me that when he first said it, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But in business and life and relationships, so often this is so true. And ungating is one of these things. Sometimes doing nothing is the best something you can do, mm-hmm. right? And, it, and it, a lot of times it was applied to people who are enabling, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, the, the enabler plays a role in the addict's life. And like, sometimes doing nothing is the most valuable something you can do. Well, that's yeah. the ungating, like, just, just trust us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do anything about the ungating issue. It's gonna be okay. Right. Sell what yep. you can sell. Focus on what you can focus on. And it's going to be okay. So, it's, so I, I love that. You, it's not a go under it, go around it, go over it. It's like ignore the mountain, please. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, just to pretend you don't. <laughs> exactly. Great one. That's a great one. Well, it's my turn to, to, yes. to pick one off the list now. Uh, and I think I'm going to keep my rant as short as possible on this one. <laughs> uh, people have heard me if they've listened to multiple episodes. I've ranted many times. And I've actually in the Facebook group rant on this frequently. But it's a private label. Mm-hmm. And launching your own product. We have some tremendous private label success stories in our communities and people who have launched what's become household name brands. Like you can find them in every Kroger, Target, Walmart on the planet. And they started off as in our community as a new seller who was clueless and they launched a private label product. We love those stories, but new sellers, no, please. There's a reason that we push you into the replens model so you can earn while you learn so you can make very inexpensive mistakes and learn this business model and you can ramp slowly into these more proven models. So if you're new to Amazon, keeping this as short as possible, I promise, I'm, I'm really trying hard. If you're new to Amazon, don't launch new ASINs, don't launch new products, don't set up new listings, learn replens. We've got thousands of examples where people have told us, thank you so much for steering me away from huge mistakes or they went out and they made huge mistakes, spent tens of thousands of dollars and filled their garage and then found us and said, man, I wish I'd have found you sooner. So that's my mini rant. I think that's probably the shortest I've ever been able to do that because <laughs> well, it, we can ex- I've had people literally cry oh, yeah. out of frustration. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. We, we, we hear that a lot even when it's not private label when someone went too deep. And so they didn't buy a container, they didn't buy a thousand items, they maybe bought 60. But even 60 can be so that's actually a different topic so let me not i'll, I'll leave that alone but the private label will continue that rant for you jim um, yes. and, and give a little bit of um i don't know uh defense for folks who do that after they join the community because i was that person too and you know i think robin can can uh attest to the distraction that i had in the early days too when i was trying to learn replans well i thought i needed to learn everything same thing with, you know, kind of similar to the ungating. Well, there's this course, and let, let's be honest, pack is tremendous value. There's so much content in there, right? From replans to private label to uh, proven product partnering, just wholesaling, print on demand. Whole, yeah, yeah just, there's so much coming. Merch. So yes. just the word of caution, and I know that you say this a lot, is, is you don't have to do, don't do it all. Pick one thing, figure that out. Well, it's early as a, uh, it's not uncommon as a new seller uh, early in the game to say, oh, well, I must need to figure out how to do private label. I must need to figure out how to do merch. 
I must need to figure out how to do KDP and replens and PPP and wholesale. And so you're trying to do it all. And really, that's not the right approach, right? Probably not the best approach anyway. Right. For sure, it's not. Just in time learning versus just in case learning. They've heard, you know, you want to learn what you need to start putting a little more money in the bank, improving on what you've already built. Mm -hmm. Get the rest for later. You'll get there. Slow and steady wins the race. You don't go into a library and read every book. Proven Amazon course is a library. Yeah, exactly. I I think just to support your point as well, Jim, is the replans is a great place to start. And the reason we want people to start there is because it's the lowest risk. It's the lowest investment needed. And it's the highest chance for success. Now, you're not going to be a millionaire in six months, but it is success and progress every day. It's a really short ramp up compared to private label, which is a really long ramp up. That's one of the reasons that I really like to see people start with replans as opposed to going to something that's going to take a lot of work before they see any. any I love that low, low, high analogy. It's actually, I, I, entered, I call it the low, low, low high. You started that, Robin. It's a great mm-hmm. one, but there's a, it's a low learning curve too. Oh, yes. Low investment, True. low learning curve, mm-hmm. right? And you've got very high odds of success if you do it right. So it's mm-hmm. it's got all those, that's why we are so adamant. About, Let's go to replans, please. If you can do replans in, you can launch into the others. It's the easiest model, the least intimidating I model. We I love that low, the, the low learning curve too, which is something I think we'll add that to what we yeah, say. Yeah, I like because it. The reason it's a low learning curve is because the feedback loop happens so much faster. Right. And so you can get through so many more cycles uh, in the replans than you would in private label or almost anything else, any of the other approaches, which is important. That's the most important part of figuring Amazon out is going through that, you know, I source it, I shop it, I prep it, I ship it, I sell it. I manage what happens when it doesn't sell or when it does sell. You know, you have to complete that loop a number of times and then you're like, okay, I'm getting this figured out. Then it makes more sense, not right afterwards, but at some point in the future, entertain private label or wholesale or a different strategy. And I just interviewed someone on the podcast yesterday who started off in replans, noticed mm-hmm. some of his replans were just flying off the shelf. So he just created a few bundles, got into branded mm-hmm. bundles. That's mm-hmm. 98% of his business now. Mm-hmm. That's a great his, place to Those top next. replans that were just flying. Yep. Like, I'm going to create some bundles that didn't exist before. Set them up. I'm confident now. I know enough about how to do this. I've, I didn't have to dream up some product, order it from China in a crate. No, I just created a few bundles out of stuff I already have sitting in the corner that's flying off the shelf. That's what we love about the proven brand building. Oh, sorry, Robin. Oh, as I say, that's the way we do it. We've been doing that for for a while. And and that was the same thing happened to us. Things were going so well. We're like, "Ah, we know this is already a good product. So anyway, that's... It's an organic progression. So we'll get you into private label. We'll help you launch your own ASINs. We're not against those activities. We're against it if you're brand new. Don't go buy a five or $8,000 course and jump into ordering crates from China. That's what most people think private label is. Mm-hmm. There's better ways to do it. Proven yeah. brand building, one of the modules. Great yeah. next step. Once you're selling about $10,000 a month, it's time to start having fun with right. some of those other models and experimenting for sure. And the fastest way to get to 10000 a month is replants. Replants. Find more mm-hmm. ASINs. Yep. yep. All right. What do you want next, Robin? Um, well, I'm going to go with uh, what Brian says I'm constantly talking about is going too deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going too deep. So what, what we're talking about there is when you have a replan, you know it's selling well. If you send any more than what's going to sell for you in the next 30 days, then you're probably sending too much. 
What we want to do is keep that risk low as much as we can so that if anything can happen to any ASIN, and if something happens to it, we don't have a whole bunch to recall, a whole bunch, you know, that's going to cost us money that we're going to lose on. We want to lose small, not not big. So instead of um, 100, 100 items in one ASIN, let's spread that out to, you know, 10 items in 10 ASINs. The same amount of time and effort can be can be had, especially when you get to the point where you can um, outsource that. So I think that can be something that's distracting. Oh boy, this one's great. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go clear everything I can find in 18 Walmarts and send in 200 of them. And then you don't have any idea what's gonna happen. And I think so often we see that mentality from people who, and I was kind of this way as I transitioned from being an eBay seller to being an Amazon replens guy who understood the replens model. As an eBay seller, you're looking for great products. And when you find one, you go after it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, the replens game, the, the difference here is, you know, to state the obvious and restate what you've already said is any other, a bunch of other sellers could hop on there anytime on that listing that you're selling against. It could be gone a week from now or tomorrow even. You've got to have your worst case plan on all your ASINs at all times. What's my worst case scenario here? If someone comes in and they can buy it for half the price that I'm paying, well, I drop my price down to the buy box. It's a fast mover. I'll probably get rid of it all in a few days, take a little hit. But as Brian said on past episodes, I've made my money on this ASIN. I'm going to take yeah. a little hit as I get out of it. But if I look at the big picture, yeah, that was an $8,000 adventure for me. That ASIN was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I took a little $800 hit getting out of it, but still came out way ahead. Let's move on to the next one. But if you go in super deep, you can just wipe out all of your gains. Right? I love and, the way and, Brian describes that as, as an arc. You've made a total amount of money on this ASIN. You can give a little bit back to get out of it if you need to without overall having lost money at all you've made money still yeah and what i was going to say about that is the it really is a distraction when that happens it can totally derail you from the rest of the business and leave a bad taste in your mouth so that you're like okay this doesn't work and this comes from personal experience not that i did it thankfully my coach like got me ingrained when we were going through this right off the bat like don't go deep doesn't mean we didn't eventually go deeper than we wanted to on some things that still, you know, didn't, uh, that we still had to get creative with at some point. But I remember teaching a, a neighbor of mine, he brought his laptop over one day and, and I was like, see, I was showing him how we source. And, uh, he was really excited about it, found a few things that were great set up. And he, and he's one of these people who just doesn't know a stranger. He knew like all of the managers at the supermarkets around us. And so he goes into the supermarket and he works a deal where he's buying a couple of pallets of this particular product. And mind you, he hasn't sold anything yet. But he went off on his own and did this. He wasn't a coaching client of mine. He was just a friend. Right. And, uh, and he bought a couple of pallets of this one particular product. And he sold about half of the first pallet you know, as he expected and as he had hoped. The other pallet and a half he got stuck with because somebody else showed up with way more inventory at a much lower price. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he was stuck and he felt, I remember vividly, this doesn't work. And it really, it does work. It just, it was so distracting for him that he felt, you know, cause he was constantly looking at the mistake and you don't want to do that. Like, let's just focus on the thing, keep it small. So even if it does go against you, worst case scenario, like you mentioned, you, you lower your price and you get out. You know, this is one of the questions I have for new sellers when I talk, they talk about wholesale. 
Because mm-hmm. so many times their impression of wholesale is, oh, if I buy in bulk, I get a discount and I can sell it cheaper than everyone else. And they, they come and kind of come in with that, you know, kindergarten level understanding of wholesaling thinking, yeah, if I were a thousand units, well, now I can, you know, print money because I'm cheaper than everybody. No, there's still people out there that are bigger wholesalers than you are. If that's your <laughs> angle and you're going eight months deep into any of these ASINs, mm-hmm. you're going to probably lose. Yeah. And that takes away your ability to test as well. If I could say here, Jim, you mentioned it there when you're a new seller. We we've started quantifying that as, you know, if you're still building your first hundred ASINs on your replants mm-hmm. list, you're still a new seller yes. in replants. So these these are the things that we're talking about to these. Once you get to that point, you're going to make your own rules. Mm-hmm. But in that beginning, until you get a really solid book of business that balances uh, you know, when something does go go wrong, something went better than you thought. Until you can build that, you need to, we like to see people just be really careful. And that's why we're given these kind of guidelines. Is that true? I love Jim? that definition of new seller too, because, you know, we've got people who come into this community and blow our minds. A oh, month yeah. in, they're just hitting killer numbers. Like the Oscar Matumbo interview, you know, he's a couple months in and he's at 30,000 a month. Like, what? It's like, yeah, he didn't, eat, breathe, or sleep for two months. And he built an amazing (laughs) business, right? Mm -hmm. But you have other people, they're still a new seller a year in because Mm -hmm. like where we started today, their job, their family situation, their reality is just, they've been chipping away at this, been making no progress for a year. They know it works. They just can't. So they're still a new seller. So it's not Mm -hmm. amount of time. I love that hundred ASIN or I kind of use the $10,000 a month sales Mm -hmm. level because you can't, stumble your way into a $10,000 a month replens business. You've right. done a lot of things right at that point. Now you're not a new seller anymore. You take step back, start building the system, start automating, maybe buy some new tools, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. That's a great definition of new seller versus experienced seller. I'm glad we cleared that up. Good. Um, is it my turn? It's your turn. No, no it's my turn. I think it's my turn. Is it your uh, turn? I would let you cut if you want to, though. Don't no, don't take mine though. <laughs> what do you right. got? Oh, uh, the the uh, looking for the perfectly appealing product. Ah, that's a good one. Do you have do some one? experience there, Brian? Can... <laughs> you do have some experience there. I don't know if you've got a, a specific story. I'll let you chime in on that. But yes, the reason you. it jumps out at me today is is that there's this quote uh, that I just saw on Facebook this morning, and I reposted it. I'm going to give uh, credit to Marie Forleo here. With and the quote is, "Clarity comes from action, not thought." And this is what I see a lot of um, coaching clients do. There, and even anyone who is not a coaching client, just in the community, they're like, they evaluate, you know, 100 ASINs, and they're trying to find something that not only you know has a, a great keep a char and has great profit, but it's also something they can relate to. I use the shampoo or I buy these barbecue tongs or whatever it is. And so I know it's going to be good. I'm waiting for that thing to jump out at me. And and I've heard uh, who is, somebody said it just recently. Maybe it was you, Jim. Is like, I'm going through the checkout and somebody asks, what is this? Or what are you going to use this for? And I'm like, ah, I don't even know. know what it is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at my inventory yesterday. I mean, I've got a team finding new ASINs and putting it. I'm like, look, just look at the pictures. Like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that's for. The description and the picture doesn't even help me on that one. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bunch of hardware, especially plumbing items and stuff. I'm like, I don't even, it's ASINs. Yes. Test worthy ASINs. It, it, well, it's, it's the pattern recognition that you get used to seeing when you're looking at a keep a chart, costs, sales prices, um, uh, offer count, all the activity that, you, that you're putting and all the data points that you're putting together 
one of those data points is not, do I like this product? It shouldn't be anyway. I know if it happens to be like, oh, I happen to use this for myself and I love it. That's great. But not required, right? Not required. I think I, w- I was thinking of the, the coffee that you, oh, you yeah. had people all the way up and down the front range looking for this coffee that you you just had to have more of it. And then, yeah. I would say, well, to be clear, it wasn't because I loved the coffee. It was because I loved the profit. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was in love the, with an ASIN in this case. Uh, yeah, you're right. I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Instead of finding more ASINs, I fell in love with that one. Mm-hmm. We well, spent a whole bunch of time on it. Anytime yeah. it's a red flag for us, you know, having coached a bunch of people, anytime someone says, oh, I have a really good feeling about this one, I'm like, oof. Mm-hmm. Feelings have nothing to do with looking at an ASIN and determining if it's a if it's a, a winner based on the keep it data. This is a very analytical, robotic almost process. Mm-hmm. Uh, your emotions, your feelings, if the product appeals to you, yeah. if it's something you're excited to sell, yeah, it's, it's completely irrelevant. And so, yeah, we do see people. I think that comes again from you know that product focused mentality that we were all in in e-commerce for so long myself included i gotta find a profitable product what can i sell that's profitable you gotta start thinking underserved shelf space at amazon Mm -hmm. underserved asins test worthy asins product is irrelevant right so yeah that's a great one i'm gonna gonna jump over and do tools now uh tools there's so many great tools and software and services and i just i look at my business i look at i look at my credit card statement the recurring you know, the $15 a month for this bill and 75, I, I just upped from 50 bucks to $75 a month plan on one of the bills, one of the tools that I use today, right? The podcast hosting, this podcast getting big enough. I got to pay more for like so this recurring bills and stuff. But mm-hmm. the good news is to go back to the low, low, high, you know, from Robin, very low expenses to get started as a replen seller. You're putting money in the bank as you learn. You need Keepa, you need the free seller central, professional, you got to sign up as a pro seller, you know, that Amazon gives you the seller central access and the app. And that's it. We've got couples in our community who have built seven figure businesses with just that and the replen mm-hmm. system. So all these other tools and bells and whistles and all this stuff that we love, and you'll hear people talking about their repricers and their uh, backend services and automating their systems. That all comes later. And just like when you're hiring people, you bring tools in the same way you bring people in. If it makes financial sense, if it's going to speed up your process, put more money in your pocket, it's either going to make you money or save you money, Mm -hmm. add it in. But if it's not making you money or saving you money, you don't add it in. You're bringing it in too soon. I'm not going to go hire a CFO the first day I have a $50 sale Mm -hmm. on Amazon. I'm going to wait till I got a $5 million business. Now I might consider getting one of those like, you know, part-time CFOs to help me manage my numbers. I got some money sitting in the bank. What am I going to do? I'm not going to talk CFO day one, right? Same way with some of these advanced power tools. It, let it come in time. Don't be intimidated by all the tools and resources that are available to you. Keep it simple. Learn the basics. Climb the pyramid one slow step at a time. So that's my feedback on tools. I could rant half an hour on that one. And there, and there are some tools out there. Just I'll finish my rant here. There's some really good tools out there that are really, really good and expensive because they incorporate Keepa which is 20 bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> so get Keepa, learn Keepa, love Keepa. Go listen to podcast episode 369. If you haven't yet, as a listener to this show, that explains why we love Keepa, what it does that's so different and how it fuels some of these hundred, two, three, four hundred $400 a month tools and makes them look awesome. Yeah, just go straight to Keepa. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with that, Jim. And I would I would even go as far as to say that there are many, Keepa does a lot. There are many, many data points and it can be distracting. So we like to start out with just a couple of data points will help you make your decision, then go and test it. And that'll tell you whether it's going to go on your replens list or not. Protect your capital, make sure there's velocity there, but uh, you don't have to know everything about Keepa in order to make a decision. And I, I love the point that you made there, Jim. I, I can think of probably three tools right off the top of my head that you know their primary function is something other than what people are getting, what people are actually using it for, and what their the other data points that they're using it for actually come from Keepa. Mm-hmm. And so you can get like if you're buying a repricer, buy a repricer. Don't buy a repricer that gives you all that re recirculates data. I mean, you can. You know, but the but think about what the value that you're getting there. You're already paying for Keepa. You don't need to pay more for uh, a tool that does you know something else and the Keepa data already, and and puts a higher price tag on it. Now there, are, to be fair, you know, Keepa has a lot of data. They don't necessarily do the. They don't have the best presentation or the best uh, analysis of that data. If, if you user want user interface, to, yeah, yeah, a user it, interface, it's right? A little and archaic so, at times. Yeah, and so you can put something on top of that to add some more value. But again, this is just a, these are additional data points not required in order for you to be able to pull the trigger on whether you want to test something or not. Mm-hmm. And Keepa itself was originally designed to be a tool to help bargain shoppers mm-hmm. find good prices yeah. on Amazon. Like they had no intention of originally of using it as a tool that helped replen sellers build their businesses. We, they've they started accommodating us, always adding new features, and you know they're scraping Amazon's data in a way that no one else is. But I, I've been fond of saying this lately to kind of help paint a picture because I found some people to kind of go down the path you, you talked about a little bit, Robin, all the features of Keepa. They think, okay, I got to learn Keepa inside and out. And they open it up and they see these bars and graphs and buttons. They're like, oh no, I don't have a medical degree. I can't read this heart monitor I'm looking at. This is too <laughs> intimidating for me, right? There's just a couple things you need to be off to the races. But what I've been fond of saying lately is, even those of us who have been using Keepa since the inception of this concept, you know, six, seven, eight years, we only know a fraction of what that thing's capable of and the ways you can massage and use and sort and, and uh, just manipulate that data to find underserved, testworthy ASINs. I've been saying it this way. If you get the most experienced 50 replen sellers from our community of thousands of people and you said, what percentage of knowledge of Keepa and how to use Keepa do you think you have right now? At best, if we we're being honest, we're about halfway there. At best. At best. So if you're going to think you're going to learn all there is to know about it before you start using it, no, that's not the way. <laughs> you're going to learn the basics, start with a very low expectation of the learning curve, and just step in and start finding some test worthy ASINs based on the number of drops, buy box as my worst case scenario. Am I going to lose a little money if I have to hit the buy box price? Eh, I'd lose a couple bucks. Eh, I'll test it. You know, I'll test this out. Just have some fun. Experiment. You're not going to break anything. Um, so yeah, tools can be overwhelming. And, and I, the other thing I'm fond of saying, and I'm sure you guys will agree, you've been doing this long enough, is it's, it feels like, and I'm, this is a 20-year thing for me, observation. 20 years in, I still say, the amount I don't know yet about e-commerce and Amazon selling is out far outpacing my ability to learn and grasp. Oh, I absolutely agree. I, I, you know, the, the circle's expanding faster than my brain will ever keep up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on a snail's <laughs> yeah. pace learning and the circle's just expanding, the circle of opportunity and 
you know, the number of new students who come into our community and bring completely mind-blowing new concepts two or three months in because they come in with a different, fresh perspective and they teach us all something. That's what we love seeing our community grow, by the way. But that's all tools related. This is a learning journey. Mm -hmm. Always be learning. Agreed. And that's what's encouraging about that comment. I think, Jim, is that we don't ever have to know it. None of us in the community know it all. Those those of us who answer questions, we we don't know it all. We're we're looking for the answers sometimes too. Yeah, and and, and financially, I can't imagine. You know, if you told me twenty years ago where I'd be now and the benefit this community and the events we have and how it would benefit my family and so many people I love and so many success stories and friends, like we've done really well financially. It's it's beautiful, but we don't really know what we're doing yet. <laughs> <laughs> because it changes, so the game is changing, which just represents opportunity. Mm-hmm. You've got to see the rapid change as opportunity. And once you embrace that and have that little switch flip in your mind, like, oh, there's just so much opportunity out there. Like this this proven bot sourcing. Have you guys been through that yet? That we're putting together? Have you seen the demo and all that? You've seen that? Yeah, so we're in the beta group for that. Beautiful, right? Like that's another great example. Like some mm-hmm. people are going to see that as like, Oh, that's the shiny object I've been waiting on. Well, for some people, it might be. For some people, no, don't get distracted by it. Mm-hmm. But just the basic tools that have been sitting out there, in some cases for 10, 12 years, and they've never really been applied to the Replens business before. And we've kind of Frankensteined this thing together, a couple of software tools most people have never heard of. And miracle, magic, beautiful, just more test-worthy ASINs than you possibly have enough funds to test. It's phenomenal. It's the innovation I think you're talking about in the space, right? Like the circle is expanding and it's because of the ability to niche down and specialize in a certain area that sort of innovates the not only that niche, but maybe the entire space. And, and it's, it is very challenging to keep up with that and not only keep up with what the innovation is, but how it impacts the rest of the market and keeping up with the with the rules and the norms and the protocols about all of that stuff. That's why I think if you focus on the one thing, um, your one method of sourcing for a while anyway, doesn't mean you have to do your whole Amazon career this way, but focus on one thing until you got that thing down before you move on to something else, mm-hmm. you'll find much more success than than trying to... You're hopping around from one shiny object to the next, or from trying to do it all at one time. Or, or to learn all the new tools and everything that comes out. And yeah, yeah. I, I like to say focus 80% or so, 70, 80% of your time on the stuff that you know works. Testing it, systemizing it. Mm-hmm. Always be focusing on the stuff that, that, it, that uh, puts money in your pocket. Finding more ASINs, for example, when you're not sure what you should be doing, you should be probably be finding more ASINs. Yeah, I don't even know what I should be doing right now. Find more. Reasons. That's <laughs> yeah. never the yeah. wrong answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> what cares that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But with that other 20, 30% of your time, experiment, mm-hmm. test, try out new things, learn, take take another module out of the proven Amazon course and start to implement it and integrate it into, you know, listen to some podcast episodes. So when we, we've got this list of distractions and mm-hmm. most of these things are things that are going to put money in your pocket at some point. But mm-hmm. right now, if you try to tackle this full list of everything we're talking about today, it's, it gets overwhelming. And overwhelm is one of the diseases that takes people out. You know, isolation takes people out. Overwhelm takes people out. Mm-hmm. So we're like, there's mm-hmm. a simple path to stay on here. Mm-hmm. Stay on the path. Some of these are really good things. Some of these are toxic too. Right. But tools, tools are going to make your life easier. I've got, I started to tell you guys, I probably got 25 to 30, maybe more 
recurring billing on my credit card, tools and services and hostings and things that I paid for, at mm-hmm. least, if not more. But they're all making me money. If mm-hmm. you were a new, new student to our community came in and signed up for all those things, it'd be completely worthless waste of time. That's $4,000 of wasted money to you every month. Not for me. It's making mm-hmm. me money. I need mm-hmm. those tools because yep. my business has grown to that point. So that's tools. A good one. Uh, yeah. It's probably time to move on. What else we got yeah. left? Robin. I'm going to go with community. Now, let me clarify. (laughs) We definitely encourage people to stay plugged into this community. This is where you're going to get your encouragement. This is where people understand what you're doing. When you talk to your friends, we we talk to our friends, they were like, man, what is it? What is it that you sell on Amazon? (laughs) It's hard to be encouraged by people who don't understand. So this community is great for that. They're very kind and very helpful. And if you if you compare this community to something like the the forum on Amazon Seller Central, you'll see a huge difference in where there's encouragement and there's discouragement. Uh, over there, you know, there's a lot of well, if you have to ask that question, you don't deserve to walk the face of the earth, and you, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> discouraging to me when I see that. Yeah. You know, they're trying to push each other out. We're trying to bring people in. So it's very different. So definitely stay plugged into this community, but don't let it be a distraction. And where it becomes a distraction is when people come to me and they say, well, you know, I worked on I worked on um, my business for four hours this week, but I didn't find any any ACEs to test. Okay, well, let's talk about what you did. What's working on your business? Well, I listened to this new training that came out in in PAC. And so that took a couple of hours. And, oh, I was in the Facebook group, you know, looking at all people's questions and things like that. And that took an hour or so. I listened to a podcast and there's an hour. And I had no time to source. So what I encourage people to do is have, just like you said, spend a certain portion of your time that you have scheduled for learning new things, for listening to podcasts, for the things that really, you know, plug it into the Facebook group, the things that really will help and encourage you. Schedule that time as well as time to source. So that's where I think it can become a distraction. I completely agree. Although, you know, what's crazy, you know, just kind of in defense of this one is the number of people, and this is just kind of a personal inner just very rewarding aspect of looking at 20 years, right, of my life put into this community. The number of people that stick around and they're not even doing Amazon anymore. They're not even doing e-commerce anymore. Their uncle brought them into some business opportunity, you know, a couple of years ago and they're off doing that, helping him run his real estate or something. But they're still in this group because of some of the things that you just mentioned, just the, the, the camaraderie. I mean, we've seen marriages and we've seen you know, uh, best friends and people fly across the world to spend a month together and their families on a vacation. And and the business almost becomes a secondary thing. Like, oh yeah, that's, how do we meet? How was that? It was that Amazon Facebook group, like where everyone's encouraging each other and, and helping each other. And, and now I love the success stories, but there's something special about this community, the culture that's been mm-hmm. built here. Uh, so I, I, if that's all you get is that, that's a benefit. Right, but it can become a distraction if you're just kind of relaxing in the, you know, it reminds me like the person who goes to church and just enjoys the environment 
It has no impact yeah. at all on the rest of the, yeah. how they live their life or how they conduct their <laughs> affairs or, you know, that oh, I just like being here. You know, it, it can yeah. kind of turn into that. Uh, just kind of ease into and relax. Like I'm filling my head with good stuff. Well, no, you got to go out and take action. Yeah. Right. Well, it depends right. on your goal, right, Jim? Like if, if you want to build goal, a business, it's going to take some work, blood, sweat, right. tears, finding more ASINs, shipping in products, creating a routine. Like if this is about money in the bank, ultimately, which we are a business community, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. going to have to do those things. I have to say though, I'm proud to be part of a community that does that's easy for people to get distracted and comfortable into because of of who we are as a group mm -hmm. and led by you. I, I'm proud to be part of that. Yeah, I, and I'm just I'm honored to be part of it as well because you guys have probably heard me say, it, but maybe some listeners haven't. You know, early on, the whole thought process behind forming a community was I was I was lonely, I was isolated. I'm like. My wife understands and appreciates and nods her head in encouragement. She's my cheerleader, but she has no idea what I'm talking about. She could care less about e-commerce. Like, I need some people. <laughs> I don't want to do this alone. Hey, anyone else interested in this? Let, let's gather. Let's teach each other some things. You know, let's set up some rules on who gets on stage. Like, rule number one should probably be you're actually having some success. That's, that's a good rule, right? Like, okay, yeah. And that... We don't want to hear theories and hey, this might work, guys. We want to hear like, hey, this is working, dudes. Look what I'm doing. Like, okay, that's rule number one. Do you have a teacher's heart? Do you love people? Is your business succeeding? Get on stage. Here's the spotlight. Let's listen to you. And, and that's really the only rules we've had is succeed, teach us. That's that's the path that you guys took, right? You came yep. in kind of skeptical newbies. Robin was skeptical, like, oh, what is this? Is this going to work? How many ASINs do mm -hmm. you have to find for me to quit my job? And then suddenly it works. Mm -hmm. Now you're leaders. Yeah. Now you're creating content. Now you're in the spotlight. You're on the stage. You're, ho you're hosting the podcast. Like, mm -hmm. you succeed. The stage is there. So the whole community was kind of born out of this, hey, let's help each other succeed. And let's put the people in the spotlight who've kind of earned their way there. It's a meritocracy, if you will, of like, hey, who's getting the numbers? Let's learn from that person, <laughs> right? right? Yes. Love that in the in the defense of the community as well. It's so positive. It's easy to for it to become a distraction because it feels good. You want to be in that place, right? But you still have to do the work, and the work is out is is some a lot of times done outside of that Facebook group or outside of the of the community. Yeah, but you know, it's a good it's a good group of people. I think it was uh, Robert Kiyosaki. He wrote, and I think it's one of his Rich Dad books. And when I, when I first read it, I was like, it kind of blew my mind. And now that I've been a successful entrepreneur for a good number of years, this has probably been 18 years or so ago I read this. Um, when I first read it, I was like, is that right? And now that I've been in e-commerce for a while, been around other successful business owners, yeah, there's a lot of truth in this statement. His statement basically was this, is if you're dropped in the middle of nowhere into a town you don't recognize and you don't know anyone, and you want to find some really good, solid people that you can kind of rely on, you can trust, who are going to give you good advice, go to the nice part of town, the people with the nice houses, the business owners, find some business owners. That's the people you want to hang out with. And even, uh, this just reminds me, we're spending some extra time on this one, guys, but I think it's time well spent because I love entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. My friend Daniel Lappin, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, actually conducted some, some uh, an interesting study. And I could get the details for it, perhaps if anyone's interested. But basically... He looked at the different segments of our society. Uh, he looked at white collar workers, blue collar workers, college professors. It was like a, a lawyer, legal professionals, clergy as a category, law enforcement, police, firemen, that kind of, and business owners. Looked at the different categories and then looked at over the course of a lifetime spent in one of those categories, who is the least likely 
to commit serious criminal activity. Like which category is the least likely to generate serious criminal activity? It's the business owners. They Mm. beat clergy. They beat professors. They beat law enforcement. They beat everybody by a long shot. And, And the reason he went on to explain was because we have to serve well and care about people as a prerequisite to even have a chance. You can kind of fake it in some of those other categories, pretend that you like care about people, pretend to have relationships, but we don't get to do that. As a business owner, you have to build genuine relationships. You have to find community. You have to be all about making sure the other person's better than you are as a business mm-hmm. owner. Your business doesn't last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you surround yourself with successful business owners, that's a great community. And that's the vibe we get at our live events, The Proven Conference, July 6th through 8th. <laughs> Can't wait. Stoked for it. Come see us there. But we beat that one up pretty good. But I think people yeah. hear how passionate we are about, yeah. man, this community is something special. So yeah. then I'm going to take the next one. Go for it. Ready? All right. These are uh, what you coined to the treadmill models. So yard sales, discounts, clearance aisles. Mm-hmm. To me, these are great ways to kind of maybe start off, go through the cycle a couple of times to figure out how things work. Potentially, if you've never done e-commerce before, this can be good if you're selling used items or uh, clearance items where you don't necessarily have to put a lot of uh, capital in. You can be very careful with that. But it is the trade absolutely trading time for dollars model because the amount of time required to go out and inspect the potential inventory to uh, ensure the pricing is right the condition is good the uh, all those things is time you have to repeat every single time you're going shopping whereas in the replend model you can do that work once and make profit off of that many many times so it I love. I still love to do clearance, and we talked about this uh, on the benefits of doing um, retail arbitrage. But we look at it as the cherry on the sundae, as opposed to the actual ice cream in the bowl, right? Replens is the ice cream in the bowl, and the treadmill model is the cherry on the sundae. We don't do it all the time, but when we do it, it, it does give us a little extra, you know, take a, a little extra running around money or some, however they say that, right? Yeah. I like to say, don't walk past the $20 bills, you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. You're walking past the clearance aisle. Yeah, I'll take a quick look. Take me about mm-hmm. 30 seconds to see if there's any $20 bills laying there. Mm-hmm. I'll grab them. Why not? Mm-hmm. But even now, like it's it's been so long since I've done that. I used to, mm-hmm. like, I'm too busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got a system that's cranking out. You know, it's not time well spent for me anymore. The yard sale model, the, you know, and, and the icing on the cake, great. Yeah, you love it meet the neighbors, that sort of thing. But we're talking about a system that can be, you know, the difference to me, one of the distinguishing factors between a replens business and then like the, the hamster wheel treadmill models is I'm building an asset that I could hand to other people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm not needed. If I'm teaching mm-hmm. people how to go to yard sales and how to get clearance aisles, well, they could just start doing that for themselves at some point. Mm-hmm. Right? Here, I'm building an actual system where each person plays a vital role, sourcers, shoppers, preppers, packers, monitoring my account health. Other people can be doing those things and they're specialized in that piece. And that's an asset that I could actually sell to somebody else someday. I've yet to hear of somebody selling their eBay yard sale business <laughs> to a second party. Yep. It, it can't happen. But the replens business, I've got a, I've got my, my book of ASINs and I could hand that to somebody and they, there's value there and I've got my system set up. Yeah, here you go. Off to the races. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, great observation, man. I agree. And, and that uh, that system that you're talking about, the treadmill system, it's just, it's just not scalable. It's not easy for me to hand off mm-hmm. to someone who can help me because right. there are many decisions to be made on each item. But 
when you do a replans list, you can break that down to three or four decisions. This is worth testing or it's not. Yes or no. Yes or no. And I can have people help me do those tasks all day long. And I do. Have you heard how long it takes me to train a new shopper for our team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say this again. It, it, I've, I've said, I told my team, if we spend more than five minutes training a new shopper, we're not doing it right. <laughs> That's great. That's all that. you get, because it's I, a shopping list. Go to the store, buy these items, mm-hmm. bring them to this address. Training mm-hmm. done. Yep. Yep. 30 yeah. seconds. I love it. <laughs> How complicated is that? It's, it's Your shoppers trained. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, training someone how to find valuable items at a yard sale now. Wow, that's a life of right. learning. Right. Right. Yeah. There's step a lot one, of watch 400 people. hours of eBay videos about people who shop yard sales. <laughs> like that's step one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So, uh, is it, I'm sorry, is it my turn? I'm not sure. Yeah, it is yours. Yes. Uh, I'm going to wrap a couple into one here. I call this the, the getting ready to get ready to get ready to launch a business. Now, if Nathan was here, he'd give me a little pushback and that's healthy. Our coaching director of 20 years, he'd push back on this. I like to see people jump in, sign up for an Amazon account and sell something like today. Agreed. Like yesterday. When's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago or right now, dude, like Mm -hmm. let's get going. Because you can get ready to get ready to get ready. Like, oh, what about my accountant? You know, my business entity and my LLC and my 401k transferred over to my IRA. And my, like, you can get ready to get ready to get ready for a year. Like, mm-hmm. And I've just, it frustrates me. My inner entrepreneur just like wants to grab them by the shoulders and just like sell <laughs> something. Look me in the eyes. Ask any decent lawyer or accountant, should I set up an LLC? They're probably going to say, eh, yeah, every time. LLC. Yeah, makes sense. Go ahead. Go for it. But these are all things that can be done later. Let that momentum of those first few sales. I'm not saying go sell $50,000 and then start worrying about separate bank accounts and LLCs. No, I'm saying just get going, dude. Sell something and let that positive momentum, that first sale. I've got got it framed over here. My first $19 sale on the internet. I wasn't thinking LLC and taxes and accounting and separate bank accounts. And I just dove in. Let's go. Now, there are a few things, just to be smart, you do want a separate bank account, keep all your expenses and all your income from your Amazon ventures in a separate account. It's not hard to do. You can probably just call your bank and say, hey, I need a business account. And they're like, click, click, click a few bucks. Boom, you got one. Now you want to put a few bucks in? Yeah, put 500 bucks in there. Okay, boom, done. That's done. LLC, any local accountant can help you set that up if you want to set up a business entity to help protect and cover you. You can do it now or you can do it later. No big deal. Um, some things are inconvenient to change on Amazon. Yeah, I hear you, Nathan. He's in my head. Like, yeah, better to do it now. <laughs> but you don't want to hear, you don't, I don't want to hear those stories of people that took three months to get set up. You know, this is stuff you can Great. buckle down and do in a day or two. Right. And sell something. So one of the big distractions, investigating, studying, looking at 50 different options. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life 10 years after starting to explain. No, don't do that. <laughs> Sell something. So what do we what do we call it, Robin? Or how do we say that? I'm not sure where you're going. Help me out. Okay. Uh, well, we always just say this: go make a mess. Oh, go make a mess. Yeah, you yeah. Later. And we're and we're probably the we did this to the extreme. Seriously, I think uh, <laughs> we, we made a big old mess. We were a sole proprietor for the first probably 18 months that we were doing this, yeah. and uh, we did have a separate bank account. 
uh, but I was using the tools that I already had um, for to help with accounting before we actually went out and got a professional. And there were a lot of things that we had to clean up later, but it was okay. I mean, at yeah. least there was something worth cleaning up as opposed to getting all my pieces and parts all lined up and then I haven't even sold anything. I don't even know if I like doing this business. But so go go make a mess and see what sticks. And, and then if you find out that you're like, okay, I am going to do this. This is my legal team. This is my, you know, uh, this is my accounting team. This is how I'm setting up my entities. This is, you know, fine. That's great. Go apply that later. But to get started, you don't need that. No, I love the go make a mess because it reminds me of my daughter learning to cook. <laughs> Right. And as I was a good dad in that moment where instead of saying, no, we're going to, we're going to talk first about, you know, (laughs) keeping everything neat and orderly and clean and making sure Mm -hmm. we actually have a good food product at the end. Like, no, just go in there, have fun. You know, I'm going to make sure it's safe, Mm -hmm. but have fun, make a mess, clean it up later. I kind of clean as I go when I cook. I like to cook. I'm like, she doesn't. That's cool. Learn the process. You know, as long as she doesn't burn the house down, it was a good, she learned, right? Mm -hmm. This business is kind of like that. You're not going to break anything. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to get suspended. I don't want to upset Amazon. We've taught, at this point, tens of thousands of people have used our content to launch businesses. And I'm still aware of fewer than five people who have been permanently suspended. And they weren't following our advice when they got suspended. And Mm -hmm. they got their accounts back after a bit of time. Temporary suspensions happen frequently, but people get your accounts back. You're not going to break anything is the point. Get in there, make a mess, have some fun. I love that. Agreed. Yeah. Don't let these things stop you. You know, any excuse will work. That excuse will work too. I don't know Mm -hmm. enough about it. Any excuse will work. But uh, if you just get in there and get going, then you'll see. And you may have made a mistake. You may have been able, I maybe I could have made, you know, another thousand dollars last year if I'd known that rule about taxes or something, but maybe you wouldn't have done it at all. And you wouldn't have made the, you know, $10,000 that you did make. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to your, to your point, Jim, about the, uh, I always like to say it like this. I don't think there's one thing, but I, I want to give myself an out. There might be a few things, but as a general rule, what we do here with Amazon FBA, there is nothing that you can do that can't be undone. And that goes to yeah. from deleting an ASIN to setting up your entity incorrectly or correctly to selling an, the wrong item that you know mm-hmm. you can fix later on, even the, the account, uh, temporary account suspension thing, right? And we've, I, we, I think we faced a lot, a large majority of those things. And we've learned through the process that there really hasn't been anything that we haven't been able to undo and yeah. fix. You know, and that reminds me, one of the things I say is similar. The only way to really mess yourself up in this business is to spend a whole bunch of money and hope it works out later. Yeah. yeah. That's right. it. Short yeah. of that, mm-hmm. everything else you know, I mean, you know, the obvious stuff, buying a crate of Nikes for a nickel a piece <laughs> from China. Uh, okay. Yeah. You couldn't figure that on your own that those are probably counterfeit. Like, yeah, those are counterfeit, dude. You're that's illegal. Don't do that. But I'm right. talking like literally everything else, a bit of common sense and committing to not spending thousands and thousands of dollars and hoping that it works out later. That's what we say. You know, low, low, high, low investment, mm-hmm. very low investment. Like for, we have story after story. People started with a couple hundred dollars. That's the proven Amazon course, that's Keepa, that's their initial inventory, that's signing up for Seller Central, $200. And now they're paying off tens of thousands of dollars of student debt eight months later, just rolling that same money over, putting no new money in. 
I love that. And and to your point about the uh, Nike, the counterfeit issue aside, what we find, uh, even with those folks who have gone in on a crate of stuff, that eventually you will figure out how to sell that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can make your money back. But yep. you can get your capital back, if not make still make profit on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to start at that level is like, just yeah, mind boggling. Trying to trying to climb climb Mount Everest instead of like figuring out how to, uh, you know, walk a mile. You know exactly. Yeah. yeah, great analogy. Well, we've we've hit a lot of great stuff today. I, let's fly through this last one, guys. I mean, this I've had plenty of content in the past episodes about drop shipping, liquidation, mm-hmm. overstocks, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Basically, my fifteen second elevator pitch, and then see what you guys have to say about those. Because I don't see a lot of people. We, we beat people up pretty good in our community about not going down those paths. But my fifteen second pitch is: if you're new and you haven't made ten, twenty thousand dollars in sales in a single month on Amazon yet, do not do. Don't even think about, stay away from anything that has to do with drop shipping, liquidation, overstock, you know, Bill's toy barn, kind of like, you know, pallets, everything everywhere. Come in, make us an offer. Like, no, don't sell that stuff on Amazon. Mm-hmm. eBay, yard sale, maybe. I mean, if you want to make 400 bucks working hard on a Saturday, but no, stay away from those. There's there's minefields and tripwires all over that stuff. Uh, on every Wednesday, we have Jeff Schick, a great sponsor of our community, on the podcast, typically with me at the end of the episode doing a 15, 10, 15 minute segment. And so many of them are about people who got themselves in trouble with liquidations, overstocks, drop shipping, those kind of things. Just avoid those entirely until you're very experienced and you kind of know what you're doing. But even then, I don't do any of those things. Well, yeah, I, in full transparency, I do some drop shipping, but I know the guy, I know exactly what he has in inventory. It's local, it's four, four to $6,000 items, one at a time onto my eBay account. Oh, yeah. Right. So I'm not going to put them in my warehouse or in my garage. He keeps them in his and I list them. And then when they sell, I'm like, hey, dude, ship that. Like, where mm-hmm. to? To this guy. Okay. And he ships it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, That's kind of a dropship arrangement. But a catalog of dropship is a disaster waiting to happen. What's crazy is we, st- I still hear this. We were, I can't remember where we were. I was talking with somebody who was like, oh, yeah. I want to learn how to drop ship on Amazon because that's so lucrative. Yeah. And I didn't even spend the time to try to explain about how it's A, not lucrative and B, against, you know, you shouldn't do that um, on the Amazon platform, but it's still so appealing. It, what's amazing to me is the concept of that model is that, you know, it does, it's appealing because you don't touch it. You're never really out money, theoretically, you know, all the potential pros uh, that exist for that model. But the reality is, as I've heard you say, the margins are so thin. Mm-hmm. And the and the chance of getting your account permanently shut down on Amazon, it just makes it absolutely not worth it. It's not even really worth having a conversation. Just no. <laughs> yeah. It's an easy sales letter to write. It's a very appealing yeah. system to sell. Mm-hmm. Bright, shiny object. Any uh, thoughts and, on any of that, Robin? Have you run into that with some of your students or had to talk to some folks out of that one? You know, I, I don't think I really have run into it uh, with with any of the clients that I coach and work with. But um, yeah, I would say the same thing. It's just not something that I'm interested in in even going down that road with anybody. It just kind of put a cap on that one. Uh, I interviewed a guy who was doing dropship at scale. Mm-hmm. The highest scale I'd ever seen. Like multiple six figures a month multiple seven figures a year drop shipper. And he had left that model and was now doing about forty to $50,000 a month through the systems that we teach. So he went from $100,000 a month to forty to fifty a month. His team was down to two people instead of 10. He wasn't getting daily, com- multiple daily complaints from upset 
Amazon complaints of people saying, hey, uh, I just bought something and you guys don't have it. And somehow he was navigating that and not getting suspended because he had thousands of units listed. And he, he thought it was great initially because he's like you said, Brian, I don't have to keep my inventory. I just say, hey, time to ship one of these. But the thing mm-hmm. that happens is the inventory is not there when it comes time to ship mm-hmm. it. And that buries you. And mm-hmm. plus, it's such a churn. It's such a grind of always having to find hundreds of new things to list and thousands of new things to list constantly. Like the tracking is a nightmare and the margins are super thin. He said, I wouldn't wish that nightmare on anyone. And this is as definitive as I can get. I have never met someone doing dropship at scale on Amazon successfully mm-hmm. over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Except the guy's claiming to do it who's selling a course. Right. Not sure I believe those guys. I want to find somebody who's doing it at scale successfully over a long period of time and teach me something. I'd be happy to learn. But in 20 years, I haven't met that guy yet. So send him my way. If someone knows that, (laughs) I'll have a conversation. Maybe there's something we can learn here. But until then, don't touch with a 10-foot pole. Well, is that our whole list? I think we hit. Everything that I saw on the list, we have gone through. Fantastic. Well, I I think it's a great episode. Any final parting thoughts or words of wisdom as we start to wrap this one up, guys? I just want to reiterate that we're just explaining reasons that we encourage people to start with replans. Start where it's not going to hurt. If something goes wrong, it's not going to hurt very badly. And you can protect your capital. You don't have to uh, use money that you can't get back if you have somebody to guide you through that. Like, the Proven Amazon course. Yeah, or, or great coaches like you guys. You're fantastic. <laughs> I mean, we just continue to get such tremendous feedback from the students across our, I can't believe sometimes that we have 60 coaches. Like I get to talk to our average coach like once every couple months because the life just yeah. flies by. And these, these three-day events like the Proven Conference, you know, are barely going to see each other even then because we're there busy serving this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a, so much integrity. And, and again, successful business owners using the models we teach that's a pretty powerful group, but you guys are really leading the way, creating phenomenal content, your advanced Keepa sourcing training, which by the time this episode comes out, probably be right about the exact time, mid-June, when mm-hmm. that's rolled into the Proven Amazon course is another one of the beautiful modules that's there available. You guys did such a great job. 10 different creative ways to use Keepa to find great test-worthy replans. Mm-hmm. Fantastic content. So kudos to you guys. Continue. Keep up oh. the great work. It's an honor to work with you. And you make... Uh, man, you guys just make us all look good. And <laughs> people love you guys, Coach's Corner on on the podcast as well. You guys keep up the great work. Keep those episodes coming. Well, we hopefully we'll be it. seeing, we do. We, are, we feel privileged and we love that feedback. But uh, hopefully you'll be seeing more coaches on Coach's Corner because we want to interview more of them. Not enough of them are in the spotlight. So I agree. You know, that's one of the things that I, you know, I say business is a leadership journey and and quite often the next step in your leadership journey is using your voice more. Mm. You know, that's an ancient biblical Hebrew concept and your leadership means using your voice, words, the most powerful gift God gave us Mm -hmm. as a leader is communication. And so use it, get it out there. Uh, So I'm with you. Let's let's put a a little heat under the pants and get some more coaches on here. I love it, man. I'd love to have a daily podcast, actually. I think we're close to maybe pulling that off with all the talent we have around here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Well, Brian, any any closing thoughts from you, buddy? We'll wrap this up. You know, I was just going to say this. uh, Sometimes it can turn into a bit of a a rant or a bash. And with the exception of the dropshipping, I don't think we're saying any of these other things are bad. They're just 
distra- potential distractions. And when you're trying to get to that $10,000 a month and, and up level, you can't be distracted when you're in that period of intense focus effort. You have to focus. And so, um, you know, again, none, none of these things other than maybe drop shaming doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it um, eventually. But just stay focused on whatever strategy you are uh, honed in on, which hopefully is replens. Stick with that until you got that mastered, and then you can start integrating some of these other things we were talking about today. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, just what you said, focus for for a moment. I just had it pop in my head. What's the greatest enemy of focus that our culture has right now? It's it's a little device in our pockets. Yeah, you know, like set up a set up an accountability. Like look at your number. How much time are you spending on a thing every day? That's not time spent building your business. Could you borrow mm-hmm. some of that time? Yep. You know, it pull some of that time in. Avoid mm-hmm. these distractions we've talked about today. Get focused. Put down this. Put down the social media. Even the beautiful My Silent Team Facebook group. There's a link, silentgym.com, to join us. Seventy three thousand of us. We want you in there, but we don't want you in there six hours a day. Obviously, you know, right. stop in a few times a week. See what's going on. But yeah. put down the smartphone. Get into your business, and you'll have plenty of time to just the flexibility. I I, I want this for as many families as we can possibly get it to. Just the mm-hmm. flexibility, the financial freedom this yeah. community, the culture that's been built, but it's going to take some work. It's going to take some focus, like you said, Brian, uh, to get through that period. Well done, guys. This is great hanging out with you today. I appreciate it. Likewise, uh, we're so grateful uh, to be included here. Jim, love doing this stuff. Yeah. Really you. you guys are a true blessing. Well, let me just talk to the listeners as we wrap this one up. God bless all the business building warriors out there. I know you love Brian and Robin just as much as I do. They're doing such a great job. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Look for them on Coach's Corner about once a week or so. Typically, it's kind of the Wednesday episode is what we've been doing. They just hang out and tackle some of the common issues among all those great coaching students that we're training through these strategies. So they're closer in contact with those students than I am at this point. I'm kind of the coach of the coaches. They're actually coaching the students. So don't miss those Wednesday episodes, the Coach's Corner episodes with Brian and Robin Joy. Scroll back in time and catch some of them. Just total golden nuggets. I listen to every one of them and learn something every single time. So don't miss those. And one last little commercial, The Proven Conference. The website is theprovenconference.com, July 6th through 8th. Brian and Robin Joy will be there along with a whole bunch of our coaches and a whole bunch of our successful students, about 40 plus breakout sessions talking about all aspects of building your business, e-commerce, Amazon strategy. It's going to be tremendous. Get the live stream if you can't be there live with us in Columbus, Ohio, July 6th through 8th. Live streams on sale. Get it soon because you can get all kinds of additional benefits. The sooner you get it, the better. You get all the recordings as well with live stream. That's a good place to end. We will have another great episode for you very soon. Thanks for hanging out with you, my friends, today. Good to see you guys. Thanks, and, uh, Thanks, we'll everyone. do this again real soon. Yep. Take care. Take care. Hey, before I let you go, quick question. Would you like to win the buy box more often on Amazon at higher prices without engaging in all the price wars? I've got to tell you about sellersnap.io. It's an artificial intelligence powered repricer and Amazon analytics tool. And they're offering our community a great discount of 20% off for the first three months when you check them out. I'm talking about Sellersnap. You can visit their website at sellersnap.io. And when you go to check out, get that 20% off coupon by using the coupon code PROVENCONFERENCE2023. That's PROVENCONFERENCE2023, all one word. That's going to get you a huge discount. Go check them out at sellersnap.io. Thanks for listening. We'll have another great episode for you very soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio.
Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.